All right, you uh, you just tuning in? Just getting your lunch break? Welcome into the Plank Show. We're about ready to get you caught up on all the news, insight, information, highlights that you've been missing. Pat McAfee looks ripped on his show, and I don't mean like jacked up. Are you watching it right now? Yeah. My man looks like either A, he had a late night getting in, or B, a really early morning start. <laughs> By the way, I love having Pat's show on. I'm a fan. I, I didn't realize how – two things. I'm, oh, okay, let's just get – sitting outside? Yeah, so he takes his Friday game to the site of um, – you know what? I realize he doesn't look ripped. He's just freezing. He's freezing, and the sun is right in his eyes. <laughs> Take that back. There are two very unpopular takes that I apparently have, Josh. Number one, I am a huge Pat McAfee fan. I appreciate what he's done for the industry. Yeah, it's – I really uh, do. It's great. It, it's fun for sure. I'm not like, do I sit and listen to his show every day? Nah, but do I watch all the clips that are out there? Yeah. And I don't care that he's paying Nick say or Aaron Rodgers a million dollars to come on his show. You kidding me? If I could, if I had a budget where I could pay to get guests on, I'd pay them all. Well, and that's me though. Wasn't it? He gave Aaron Rodgers a cut after he got this big new deal. Well, yeah. And by the way, McAfee made, well, I take that back. He does look ripped. Uh, McAfee made a lot of money whenever he, before he went to ESPN. Here's the second unpopular take that I have, Josh, and I guess it kind of ties into our top five stories today somewhat. I'm, um, I don't mind the Taylor Swift stuff. All right, I said it quick. We'll move on. I don't want, I don't want Steel Man and Parker Thune catching strays from somebody that I listen to the ref. Sooner talk, and I got Chris Plank talking about Tanner Swift. <laughs> but I, I, I'm not gonna. I got, I get a kick out of it. I think it's funny. I think it's cool. It's made me like Travis Kelsey more, and I'm not supposed to like him because I'm a Raiders guy, right? And I know that when they play the Raiders, after watching the Raiders try to play defense, he's gonna go off for like 11 catches and 200 yards, like he always does. I just want my football, and you pop stars are ruining it. <laughs> It wasn't. It's not like Al Davis third down to five. Oh look, there's Taylor Swift. There she is, right there. That was a completed pass. I mean, calm down, everybody. It's okay to have. Some fun and the with game me. was so exciting last night that, <laughs> right? I mean, wasn't that a fun one to watch? Bro, that was bad. That was really bad. All right, you want to um, can we get after the top five stories of the day? Let's do it. All right, uh, top five stories of the day is always brought to you by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. <laughs> I, I'm really thrown off by Thursday night high school football. I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm with you. I'm with you. And I don't do anything. I just go to the games. Up is down. Left is right. I mean, literally, I don't do a damn thing. Newcastle Casino offers earn 20, get $20 Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10 to 10. You can place your bets in the OTB at Newcastle Casino, I-44, exit 107. Happy hour. Monday through Friday, 36, 14 table games. Check them out at newcastlecasino.com. Big story number five. Number five. Congratulations to Matt Mott and the OU soccer team who got a much-needed dub last night. The Sooners beat Texas in soccer for the first time since 2016. And snapped a six-game skid overall, beating Texas 2-0. 2-0. Danny Wolf, Ella Pappas, 
helped Oklahoma shock the Texas Longhorns. Now, I don't know if you are aware of this, Josh, but I am the co-host of a show called Big 12 Nation. So I am in when it comes to everything related to soccer in this league. Is there anything you need to know about Big 12 soccer? I'm your guy. And I'm here to tell you right now, Texas is really good. <laughs> like, really good. That is a massive win last night for the Oklahoma women's soccer team. Huge. Now, you still have some work to do. They still have some work to do. But as far as the current standings are concerned, that drops Texas from the top three in the league and elevates Oklahoma right there. Not see, do you know what I'm doing here, Josh? I'm, I'm knocking on a little wood. They're, they're, no, I'm not knocking on wood. They're knocking on the door, baby. This is like the Howard Stern. Oh, oh, hey, look who's here. Oh, it's it's Oklahoma's women's soccer team. <laughs> Hello, Sooners now at. Uh, overall in the season, 3-3-2. Three, three, and two. and it, is, it is a virtual deadlock in the Big 12 from about the fourth spot down because Texas, UCF, and West Virginia are all 4-3-1 now in conference play. Oklahoma State is 4-4, four and four, and then you've got Baylor and Oklahoma there at 3-3-2. Three, three, Absolutely unbelievable. Texas Tech and BYU undefeated. In Big 12 play. So, congrats to Matt Mott's team. Big dub. A much, much needed W for the OU women's soccer team. And looky, looky, looky. At looky this, here? Looky, looky at this cookie. Monday afternoon, Monday evening, they've got BYU here. Did you know how good BYU is? That's a big one, huh? BYU is 5-0 and on the season. They've only lost one game this year. So, I, th- I think we need to go on Monday night. I think we need to go. BYU's only loss came to Utah State this year in an upset. All right, so congratulations, Matt Mott. OU women's soccer, big win over Texas last night. We'll talk about it on Monday, their matchup against BYU, which gets us to number four. Number four. All right, uh, tell me about last night, Josh. It got tight. It got tight for the Norman North Timberwolves. But in the end... Business was taken care of, correct? Indeed, yeah. Nice uh, little start to finish performance for Norman North. They they led thirty six to nothing at halftime, so they uh, they did what they wanted to do. Bounce back uh, convincingly over Southmore, and I will see you back at the Harv tonight oh. as the Norman Tigers welcome in Edmund Santa Fe. So KRefSports TV. What are you doing tonight? Are you well, calling it? Little double dip for me. Look at you. Yeah, I don't know uh, Andrew Himes if you're listening by any chance. What uh, what's going on? He had some sort of conflict. I, oh, it's my understanding. Andrew does not listen to me. I I bet he does not listen to this show. Well, he's too important for us. He's, That's right. He's, he's big moving time. and shaking. <laughs> it's my understanding though that uh, and he's called games with us, dating mm-hmm. you know back to I think the inception of us getting to broadcast Norman and Norman North games. So I think this is the first game he's ever missed. Oh, really? Yeah, over that span, which is, you know, a decade plus. So I don't know what the situation is, but I'm happy to sit in his seat for one week. Can I just tell you what would happen if, if I missed a week? It would be, see, it's not so hard, is it? It's not, you're fine. You're, are, is, are you spontaneously combusting <laughs> not, that you're not missing good. something? So here is our schedule for tonight. Edmund Santa Fe at Norman High. Josh will be on the call at 7 o'clock. More at Jinx. Lawton is at Deer Creek, and UConn is at Owasso. That's all available right now at krefsports.tv. So you're going to be on with Connor Pasby. That's right. 
Connor Pasby, my candidate for most improved. You know, we have most improved players. I've listened to a lot of Norman uh, broadcast. Connor's fantastic. Yeah, he's really come into his own. Washington last night, for those that didn't catch it, beat the Lindsay Leopards. They left their spots there on the field last night. That's a pretty know. sweet logo for Lindsay. 54 to 0 was the final score. 54 to zip. Dude, I don't know. Play on the field, not, not as good as the logo. Logo's pretty tight. There was a play near the end where the, I, don't, I hate to say scrubs, but whenever I would be called into the game, whenever Chris Plank would get a chance to play high school football. The non-starters. The non-starters were in the game, and one of the Lindsay guys got absolutely annihilated. by. I'm like, my gunny, 56, 56 went out there, 58 made a nice play. <laughs> and then th- 13, Josh, at 13 or 12, you have to tell me out, Coach K. But when, he, when the kid was hit, the ball came out. He did the Jadavian Clowney where he, he barehanded it. He reached down with his hand, picked it up in stride, and took it to the house. Wow. Now, I think the touchdown was called back. There was some confusion there about a block. I don't know. I was very much in my element of just trying to protect my face from the flying wind. Was the uh, house popping? It was a great crowd last night. Great crowd. Great crowd, as there always is. Okay, here's my advice. Jeff Lebby, uh, Joe John Finley. Next time you had a Washington game, on me. I'm, I just, I didn't want to be that guy. that's like, what's up, coach? Plus, I saw they had their, and it was cool because, like, they had their kids with them, and I'm like, what a great way, to get your kids involved in what you do. Take them to a game with you. No doubt. There's an area in that south end zone. I think it's south where they can play football. I mean, it's just great. It's a really cool environment for kids. But Coach Labs, Coach Finley, next time you got to get a burger. I don't know what they do to those burgers, but they're the greatest burgers I've ever had yeah, in my I was, life, Josh. I'm glad you said that. I was about to ask you what the go-to I'm, food was. It's out a burger, there. and I wait, and it's $5 for a burger or a cheeseburger. It's $8 for a basket, which comes with a drink and a chip. Now, I don't get a basket. I might get a double burger every now and then, but I'm here to tell you right now, I don't know what they put on that burger. It always seems to benefit something, and I'm their biggest fan. They season it well. <sighs> so good. Uh, also, there was a lot of two A action last night. Usually, I mean, this was always a big weekend because Josh, this weekend was it's kind of fall break, fall break, week. right? Yeah. And most of the games were on Thursday night. But I see we still have uh, f- what five games tonight. A Broken Arrow was hosting Bixby tonight, which is big in six A. Owasso and Yukon, as we talked about, Mustang and Union tonight. So, should be fun. I just had one of those panic moments where I'm like, am I looking at the right schedule? I'm counting on whatever you went to, Josh, <laughs> to give me all my scores, and it looks like it's correct. So high school football coverage again to reset tonight. Edmond Santa Fe at Norman High, 7 o'clock. More at Jenks at 7 o'clock. Lawton at Deer Creek at 7 o'clock. Yukon out of Wasso at 7 o'clock. All of those available. The click of a button, krefsports.tv. All right, let's get to number three. Number three. What Are you looking up brackets already? Uh, no. I, oh, okay. uh, I was going to see – if there was any sort of ranking. I was curious what was going on in 2A, but not going to happen. Oh, I can tell you what's going on in 2A if you would like. Sure. There's just pure and outright domination that is currently taking place in 2A right now. Great cheeseburgers also getting uh You know, you don't have to get there. the cheese either. You don't have to get the cheese. Um, so last night in college football, you had arguably one of the wildest finishes I think that we've seen in quite a while. And it involved – one team that Oklahoma is going to see again this season or see this season in West Virginia. And in um, unfortunately for West Virginia, Josh, in a lot of ways, 
it might have been that air popping from the balloon. Now, just just a little, quick little sidebar while I cue up the audio. In your opinion, in your opinion, does this does this ratchet up the already smoking hot seat for our man Neil Brown, or is it one of those situations to where, hey, they're in a much better place than they ever could have been at this point. So are you somebody that steps back and says, okay, I I don't necessarily know if I want to sit here and say he's done, he's gone, he's out, because there is this part of me that thinks, even though they lost on the Hail Mary, pretty incredible to see where this West Virginia team is right now. Yeah, they're still on an uptick for now. This obviously is a big-time downer and could be the start of what you're describing but uh, let's see what happens going forward. I mean, they still have winnable games. Everything coming mm-hmm. up outside of at Oklahoma, right, seems winnable right now. Uh, Oklahoma State at home for West Virginia at UCF versus BYU. Again, at uh, Oklahoma, that's that's the one that probably you're not getting versus Cincinnati at Baylor. I, I can see a bunch of wins there for West Virginia. I can see some losses too. We just don't know yet with them. So uh, if you missed it, Last night, you kind of felt that we were in a moment, and I do mean a moment, where where West Virginia had pulled it off. This is what it sounded like, courtesy of ESPN. It's a 35-32 game with, what do we got here, 22 seconds left. All right, 35-32, Houston leads. West Virginia has the ball, fourth and 10 at midfield. Fourth and ten, ball game on the line. Green's pass, caught, Wow! and look out, it's Clement. He might score, he does score. Touchdown, West Virginia. So at that moment, you think, oh my gosh, they have done it. What a heartbreaking loss for a Houston. They make the extra point, they had a penalty for celebration. It's 39-35. Houston's able to, in the closing seconds, I think there was 11 seconds left whenever the touchdown was made. And then, from midfield, they do this. In a row. This will be his last, and it's for the football game. If he can get it off. To the end zone. Tipped. And he caught it. In a row. So, uh, for some reason, I picked the one video clip that cuts it off after uh, the true celebration takes place. Uh, now, all of these are 11 seconds. They cut it off, uh, and I did not get the play-by-play call on my cut sheet this morning. But you want to talk about an absolute gut punch, Josh Helmer. You think you've got the game. You're in good shape. You're celebrating in your mind. Garrett Green is waving goodbye to Houston fans. And then the Hail Mary hits. Tough look. Speaking of college football, here on Big Story number 3, Josh. We're going to go all in on this week's schedule coming up at the bottom of the hour. We'll get our picks in, throw out the parlay. Mm -hmm. We'll have a good time with it. But as it stands right now, any of these games tonight doing anything for you? Talk to me. What do we got? All right. So here tonight in the world of college football, you get Tulane at Memphis. That's a 6 p.m. kick on ESPN. Fresno State at Utah State. And then late tonight, Stanford at Colorado and Deion Sanders. Yeah, interested in the nightcap for sure. Just uh, to see if Colorado 
can beat a bad team. And actually, all three of the games, right, should be fairly decent. Sure. Yeah, I think they're all going to be good. You got you got three good games tonight. I don't know if Stanford stinks badly or just kind of stinks, so we'll find out. <laughs> if they stink badly, then uh, then this might be a blowout tonight. We don't know if Colorado's good enough to make it a blowout. Colorado had a hold on for dear life against Arizona State last week, so I don't know what's going on there. All right, number two. Number two. All right. It wasn't the prettiest game that we've ever seen, but in the end it was – it was a win for the Chiefs, right? Right? Here's what the touchdown to Kadarius Tony sounded like, courtesy of Chiefs have been inside the, the Chiefs 20. radio network. Hold on, Mitch. Oh, Mitch, what are you doing, bud? Chiefs have been inside the 20 four times in this game. Shotgun snap. Outlaw caught near side. Touchdown, Kansas City. Kadarius Tony on the quick out, and the Chiefs finally Break down the door and take some nectar. Taste the sweet nectar, baby. So the pay dirt. There's a lot of things going on around this game. There is the disaster that is the Broncos. Sean Payton afterwards. I was encouraged. I thought they played hard. We'll see this team in two weeks. And, uh, I mean, that's kind of what I, I told them afterwards. I said, you know, you can be disappointed, but don't get discouraged. Really? Um, meanwhile, you've got Jerry Judy v. Steve Smith, which kind of took off before this game. Yeah. Jerry, a uh, little bit of drama before the game with Steve Smith Sr. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that right now. Man, that was a tough loss, man. I feel like at the end of the game, I feel like we could have we could have got there, but, you know, they had a, a good drive at the end. Jerry, Steve Smith said he had some kind of conversation with you before the game. Did, did that not go well, or based on what he said on air on NFL Network? Uh, I, I don't remember that. Um, you know, but like I said, you know, we, it was a close game. We just got to finish at the end of the game. <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Then there was Russell Wilson. Gosh. I thought we, we kept battling, we kept believing, and uh, we did a good job getting all the way down the field to, to make the game you know, eight-point game, and unfortunately it just didn't go our way at the end. Someone had asked on the text line earlier, has he always been bad and it just got masked because the Seahawks had such a great defense? I mean, just 13 of 22 for 95 yards, a touchdown, two picks, and four sacks. Yeah, and what? I, I don't even think he had eclipsed 60 yards passing going into the fourth quarter. No. So – I, I don't know. I, he was he used to be better than this. Okay. All right. Don't you think? I think so. I think so. Um, I don't know that he was ever great. By the way, Steve Smith Jr. using, I'm just going to say ninja, put me into fight or flight when he said it. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> ah, uncomfortable. Oh. Mike Garofalo just watching him, then look back at the camera. And then was, Steve Smith, right, well within his rights to say whatever the heck he wants to say about any wide receiver, basically. Yeah, but – Okay, I, the only problem I have with this. I do think it was unprofessional by him. Yes. Don't think that's the place, number one. Number two, was this a, I, I, was this a conversation that happened during the week? Was it one that happened before the game? It was right before. Okay, because he's like, I reached out to him because I said some things and I just wanted to let him know it was all good. So I guess that's where my timing was a little bit thrown off. It's like, you talked to him during the week or was this moments ago? To me – to me, Josh, I think that's a post-game show conversation. It's like, listen, man, I got some beef with Jerry Judy, and here's what happened. I think bringing that up in pregame, eh, 
And uh, and I, I got to know more about uh, who was he doing that? Who's standing next to him for that's, the NFL network? That's Mike Garofalo. That's okay. the NFL's reporter. And, and let me ask you this. Did, did Mike decide he was going to tee him up on this? Did Steve just want to do this? And Mike was, like, trying to talk him out of it, and he couldn't. Yeah. Because I don't think Mike did him any favors by asking him the question. Right. It, to me, that's not a very good teammate to be, hey, what just happened a second ago? It's like, dude. I think Gabe and Teddy would both agree that I am very big on, hey, you okay if I ask you about this? Or you Do you want to talk about this? And nine out of ten times, it's, yeah, 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 absolutely. So I can't help but wonder if, if Garofalo was like, dude, what was that? Like, saw it, and and Steve Smith said – Stephen Smith, listen to me. Steve Smith Sr. said, I want to talk about it. So it, would, it wouldn't surprise me at all if that's how it went down. Steve Smith was hot, man. Like, whenever he was done, I thought he did a good job because they've, they've got the video of it. Take it back to the studio. They've got video of it where Judy went over – they've got video of him going over there in his pregame and yelling at Steve Smith. But yeah, I don't, I love a little drama with that. Yeah, no. Ultimately, it's, it's more exciting than not. By the way, two two quick texts here. Uh, this is a good re- from the four hundred five. Garrett Green had taken his helmet off on the field, and that's they got the uh, penalty for that. And then Josh, I forgot about this, the dreaded squib kick. They squib kicked it, and that's what set up the great field position. Thank you, four hundred five. I completely forgot about the squib kick. I was very much in my bag by that point. Um, and, and Drew from Flower Mound adds this. Like, I was at a bar last night, and I guess I was the only one paying attention to the Houston-West Virginia game. And when the Houston player caught it, I was banging on the table, and everyone looked at me <laughs> like, what's, what's he on? As if I didn't just see a Hail Mary. Unbelievable. <laughs> and what was going on at this bar? What were these people doing? Oh, oh my goodness. Clearly, they're not uh, not watching four games at once. Big and, mistake. And Guy from Parts Unknown has a very, very good question put. Oh, wait, wait, big story, number one. I'm sorry. I completely forgot about number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Uh, obviously, college football's week and – should be number one, but yes. we're always about Oklahoma and we're always about what the Sooners are up to and seems as if it's a nice, calm, cool Friday. Have not heard any injury updates, but remember, we're back on a regular schedule next week. So on Monday's show, I'll be over at OU. We will not have coordinator press conferences, but on Tuesday, we will have Brent Venables and his press conference. And then on Monday night, you know what you get Monday night, is you get the Brent Venables show from Rudy's. So we got a lot going on next week as we're back on a regular game week. Uh, but we got more Sooner Talk coming up at the bottom of this hour. But Guy from Parts Unknown asks, can anyone beat Bixby, Carl Albert, Wagner, Heritage Hall, or Washington? Oh, and Carl Albert. Oh, yeah, he, he, I'm sorry. He, spore, he spelled Carl Albert, Coral Albert, and was just correcting it. Dude, I don't know. Going to be tough to beat uh, Bixby and Carl Albert. Bixby is – is really, really good. Washington's pretty doggone good, too. We're kicking. We're kicking. It's pretty good over there. Got to take care of Purcell. Got to take care of the rival. What is the uh, rivalry name? Oh, gosh, this is where usually someone that's a Washington lifer would correct me. Because what? Purcell versus who? Lexington is Battle of the Bridge, is that right? Right, because it's literally a, a bridge. That connects the 
that connects the uh, the two cities, our towns, if you will. Purcell, the heart of Oklahoma. That's what the that's what the old uh, water tower tells me. We're coming for you, Purcell. Coming for you this weekend. It's like the someone is so yelling at the radio. Where's Jesse when I need him? Jesse G. I like the forty-two rivalry or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, you tell me none of these places have the nickname for this rivalry so me so for me so I can sound a little bit smarter. But yeah, um Washington's good, man. I guess we are. I guess we're really good. Hominy could beat Bixby according to Bodine from the Osage. And Moses Madu coaches for Bishop and plays Carl Albert tonight. Mm. Look at Slick Sooner finding us a storyline for tonight's game. All right, we got a break. When we come back, right here on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, we'll get the best texts of the day. And Josh Helmer, are you ready for your six-pack of picks? How you feeling right now? Uh, I need to look at some numbers. All right, we'll get to next on The Ref. All right, it's 11.32. We're real late. I'm sorry. I didn't realize how TJ's going to be mad at me. I didn't realize how far behind we were running. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. So we'll get caught up here in a bit. Uh, I was I was wrong. Josh, it was very simple. War on 74. Thank you to the 800 text of the super secret textoso line that I... The war on 74. I like it. They're on the way to a 3A title this year. We'll see. Don't sleep on the Elgin Owls in 5A. Mowing down everyone in their path in just their second year. Senior running back Matt Lund surpassed 4,300 career rushing yards in their 70-6 to win over Noble. Ooh, just squeaked by. I am not familiar with the Elgin Owls, Josh, but I feel like we play them a lot in our youth leagues. Whenever I go to watch, when I go to scout future Warriors or when I'm watching my daughter cheer, I feel like they play Elgin a lot. That is a lot of high school football here this segment, Josh. Well, it's a Friday. It is a Friday. And a lot of the action was last night. And I've been thrown off all day by all of that action that was last night. Uh, Camo Sooner hits us up on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Washington versus Oregon might be the best color matchup in college football. Why Have we seen what they're wearing yet? Are they? Yeah, the Oregon uniforms are pretty sweet. It's almost like a polka dot white. Shark writes, the, run, the quarterback would be running stadium steps all day for getting the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty that gave Houston field position to make that play. And then a uh, double shot from Shark, who writes, I hate the Golden Domers, guys, but it takes Mule Shoe at Scrub Center to get me to root for, Mo- for Notre Dame. Uh, Mule Shoe would be Lincoln Riley. Scrub Center, I assume, would be Southern Cal. You like oh, these? Look at those unis from <laughs> Oregon. Right. So it's kind of like a polka dot white. You agree? Uh, paint splatter is hey, what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, there to you me. go. That's a better description. Though it would be hilarious if they were polka dots, right? There's got to be an official name for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But calling it polka dot is uh, a little <laughs> insulting on <laughs> on review. Hey, man, what uniform combo you guys going with? <laughs> ah, we got our polka dot. Polka dot? What? Yeah, polka dot, man. It's awesome. Yeah. Your description, yes, much cooler. Thank you. This is um this is from Nick. Let's get one more in here before we get caught up. Nick writes, would you consider this a hot take? I predict OU goes undefeated, 
beats Texas in the title game and goes into the college football playoffs for their final year in the Big 12. Now, if you would have thrown that out before the season started, yeah, we probably would have said hot take. But with the schedule remaining, you should feel pretty good about that. Do you, is there a game, Josh, over the last couple of weeks that has increased in concern or decreased in concern, in your opinion? I would say Oklahoma State, after last Friday night, increased in concern a little bit for me. Well, yeah, there's actually signs of football life in Stillwater. With uh, They played well. They did play well. Against Kansas State. Offensively did some nice things. So, yeah, that's all of a sudden not just a layup game, and it was looking like it might be a layup game there for a minute. Yep. But nothing is so imposing to where, I mean, right now I think Oklahoma should go 12-0. and Don't you? Yes. Yes, there are going to be some tight games. Yeah, they'll get challenged because Power 5 teams aren't just going to lay down and say, hey, come win this football game, Oklahoma. But Oklahoma should run the schedule. Um, Oregon uniforms look like house painters. It's like my, man, my best friend whenever I was growing up, Mike Redman, his dad was a painter, and literally that looks like what he would wear to go work. All right, guys, I'll be back. Uh, in 20 years from now, this is going to be an Oregon special <laughs> uniform that they're going to wear. All right, our picks. Are you ready? Are you ready? I think I can be ready by the okay. time we're back. Okay, the six-pack of picks is next right here on The Ref. Stick around. 11.42. Tonight on KRefSports.tv, Edmund Santa Fe at Norman High. Josh will be on the call. More at Jinx, Lawton and Deary Creek, and UConn at Owasso. What if, you, what if Norman wins by, like, 50? Will you feel... Will you feel, excuse me, I okay in here? Will you feel like you're the good luck charm for the Norman Tigers? Absolutely. And, and then I'll probably just, uh, even if I have to remote in or holocast broadcast, I'll yeah, just broadcast both games at once. <laughs> All right, six-pack of picks before the final thoughts. Great weekend of college football. I'm excited. A lot of good matchups. Um, where do you want – do you want to start or do you want me Can to Can I start? pick an over-under? Absolutely, man. Okay. You can pick whatever you want. I'm taking under 35-and-a-half between Iowa and Wisconsin. Okay? I just – Deacon Hill okay. is – if you thought Cade McNamara was a mess at quarterback, it has gotten worse for Iowa. Uh, it's going to be rainy. It's going to be windy. Uh, Iowa, I do think, uh, defensively will put up the best fight that it can. But And I'm not comfortable enough to take Wisconsin – Minus nine and a half. I, I could see a scenario where Iowa wins with defense and special teams, but I don't think it's getting to 35 and a half. So I'm taking under 35 and a half. Uh, yeah, I, I saw that and I had a question for you because you follow the Big Ten. Is, is Wisconsin good? Well, I, I don't know if we're going to find out this weekend, but we'll find out if they're better than, you know, average to below average. Okay, you're going under 34.5 in Iowa. All right, I my, actually got 35 and a half. It went oh, up sorry. one point. I okay. got one more. Okay, um, give me Rutgers minus five against Michigan State. I've just decided that I'm picking against Michigan State every single week, and that's just going to be a play. So Rutgers minus five against Michigan State. And actually, I realize now I'm looking at FanDuel Sportsbook. So if it's different what you're seeing, it scores and odds. No, no, roll I'm, with that. I've got, I've got, I'm going with whatever you got. I am not bound by any rules here. Maryland, I'm taking uh, minus thirteen and a half over. I'm, Illinois, who I just think is uh, terrible. They're really bad this year. Give me Iowa State plus four and a half at Cincy. 
I think that's going to be a grinded out field goal kind of a game, even if Iowa State loses. I think you're giving me points on the road with the way Rocco Beck's playing. I feel pretty good about it. So I'll take Iowa State plus four and a half. Our conversation earlier today talked me into, yeah, I'm going to take Alabama minus 20 and a half <laughs> versus Arkansas. The third leg of the plank parlay is Tennessee minus three at A&M. Yes, Tennessee has hurt me before. Yes, they've embarrassed me before. But I think Texas A&M is kind of bad. And I know that they're getting a lot of love for the interior of the defensive line and what they're doing, but I just think Josh Heupel has found ways to work around. I, I think they're cooking a little bit at Tennessee, so give me the give me the Vols minus three. I take uh, the information that the Iowa Hawkeyes present to me and, and use it accordingly. If uh, Purdue's only going to score 14 points and one of them's a late score on Iowa – and meanwhile, Iowa can somehow muster up 20 points against them. Yes, I'll take Ohio State minus 19 and a half <laughs> versus Purdue. Uh, so I've given you three. Here's my fourth. It is my upset special in the buzz, uh, the buzz, in the ref army Royal Rumble. Also the buzz Royal Rumble. Sure, we're on in the buzz. Uh, army plus five and a half against Troy. Army's knocking on that door. I think they get them this weekend. I, I would take money line Army. I would take plus five and a half. Now, keep in mind. I don't know what any of these terms mean. I don't gamble. I just listen to Josh. So my fourth pick, right. Army plus five and a half. Yes. Uh, take your advice from the de degenerate on the other side of the glass. <laughs> I can help you. I didn't say that. Uh, K-State, I just have a gut feel that uh, they're going to go win this game at Texas Tech and start to stake their claim as, hey, we are not uh, letting this season turn into an outright disappointment for us so i just got to feel they're gonna go win that game they it's basically a pick them they're getting one and a half so i'll okay. take the, take the wildcats one. to beat uh, the red raiders all right so i've got two more uh i am gonna go with oregon and their painter uniforms this weekend plus three the blotters i don't you know i i i heard debo they're the coach of washington i was listening to it a little uh, deboer kaylin deboer that coach in washington i was i was listening to him a little bit during the break on with mcafee, McAfee. And he was talking about how impressed he's been with their defense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. Well, you and I. <laughs> I have not been the same kind of impressed that Kalen DeBoer has been. So, uh, give me Oregon plus three and a half. You and I, opposite ends of the equation here. Ooh. I am taking uh, Washington to win that game. It's the biggest game of the week. we got to pick it, right? Yeah. So, I'm going to take them uh, at home behind that crowd with that quarterback to, to get it done and cover. Uh, uh, meanwhile... I've got one more. Uh, just I don't know if Toby lays out his upset pick, but Toby's going to BYU this weekend, I think, and I like that a lot. I like BYU getting five and a half this weekend. You know, you're. I don't know if these new teams are getting what they thought out of the Big Twelve or what, but I'm taking BYU this weekend. I think they're going to take care of business. Final one from you. I think I've given you six. Oh, you give me six. Oh, yeah, that's right. I got the, I got the bat. Oh, that's right. Off. That's right. You bought you went lead off. You went under. So yeah, there you go. There's our picks. Look at us not having to race our picks to get. I like moving. Very this relaxing. Segment. Now before we break, and by the way, that BYU game, if I wasn't clear, was is at TCU this weekend. We have fulfilled our contractual obligations. We can stay one more week. We've done picks. And our final thoughts, presented by Primrose Funeral Services. I want you to hear from Dylan Gabriel. Whenever he was asked about the Heisman. That's next, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, final segment for us. And as always, final thoughts. Presented by Primrose Funeral Service, 80 years of service. 
Their sincere commitment is to make things a little easier on you and your family. I know it's the last thing anyone wants to take about me, I think about me included. But prepaid memorial plans protect your loved ones. Call them today, 405-321-6000, a primrosefuneralservice.com. Josh, in an interview with Matt Leiner, Dylan Gabriel was asked about the Heisman. Is it something he thinks about? It, it hasn't been a goal of mine. And I say that because just growing up, my biggest thing was winning games, winning championships, and doing it uh, with, with the people you love. And that's why you play the game of football, doing something bigger than yourself, you know, and coming together with a bunch of different guys from a bunch of different places and trying to achieve a common goal. So just from from my point of view, that that's something that I'll continue to strive for. Things happen, you know, and, and I think it's it's huge for not only myself, but, you know, guys in this building as we continue to play well and, and keep working at it. Um, awards do come, and I, I do believe that that is a great way to showcase um, just the type of year we've had with the guys. And I know we're only halfway there, but um, that's how I kind of look at it as right. an award to represent more than just myself, but all the people that put their time, energy into us, you know, whether it's coaches and the staff or, you know, the players, you know, they, they deserve it as well. So if it, if it does come, I, I would look at it as a big blessing as, you know, as a unit, as a team. That's my quarterback, baby. Dude says all the right things, man. All the right things. What do you uh what do you think Shadur Sanders would say? <laughs> I think Shadur Well, I I I'm supposed to win the Heisman. <laughs> this is my award. They're probably gonna rename it the Shador Sanders as soon as I win it. I think that's what Shador Sanders would say. And I don't think there's a right or wrong. So <laughs> don't don't get my words and my jokes and sarcasm twisted. But but DG is uh I believe him when he says that, right? I mean, everybody wants to win the Heisman, obviously. But uh, I believe him when he says that's not something that he's very focused on. No, I agree. I I tend to agree, too. I don't think that – listen, I would be the worst if I was in a Heisman conversation. I mean, I would have abs- – if I found my high school stats whenever I played quarterback my senior year, Josh. I think I completed two passes, Okay. Now, we were running offense in fairness, and I wasn't the starter. But one of those passes was to the other team. So there's my athletic history. If I was in a position to where I'm even being mentioned for the Heisman, dude. You don't know me? You don't. I'd be like Shador Sanders. I'm going to make sure they put a watch on that Heisman Trophy whenever I'm done, right? You want me to wait in line? The Heisman Trophy front runner? What are you talking So to hear that and to hear that humble nature is pretty cool. Pretty cool from Dylan Gabriel. And I don't. You know, there is that public perception, and then there's what happens behind the scenes, right? What we get publicly and what's really going on. And I think I think we're seeing we're seeing who he truly is. That's Dylan Gabriel is not a guy that as soon as the cameras are off, he's like, I'm the man. Shut up. Give me my <laughs> posse in here. Let's go. I don't think that's him at all. Shut up and give me my order. What do you think happens in Notre Dame USC? Notre Dame's pretty beat up, y'all. I'm, I'm split on it. I want to say Notre Dame's going to win, but I think I, I think USC offensively is just – they're going to make one too many plays. Notre Dame is pretty beat up. I worry about it. I worry about them not being able to muck it up enough. I, I said it very slowly. Now, Makai Lemon playing defense could be the – that could be the missing link 
for USC here. Well, I know, right? Get him over on the defensive side of the football. And Five-star wide receiver playing defense. All is right with the world. By the way, Travis Hunter may play tonight for Colorado is one story that we're seeing making the rounds. Colorado and Stanford tonight. And enjoy kind of a a little bit of a celebratory pause, if you will, for Sooner fans this weekend. We're going to learn a lot about the Big 12. We're going to learn a lot about the Big 12, dude. Either someone has stepped up and made themselves a legit contender for this league in Stillwater or Lubbock or Manhattan mm-hmm. or Ames, or somebody's done. I uh, am very intrigued with KU Oklahoma State in our big mm. board of games this weekend that we're excited yeah. to watch. We didn't really talk about that one. but Not as much. People were letting us know about it. I uh, – I'm very curious. Is Kansas going to be legit and go take care of business and do what K-State couldn't? Mm. Or is Oklahoma State on the mend? We're about to find out. Dude, I can't believe this show is over. I feel like we should have another hour. It's flown by. You guys are the best. Have an awesome weekend. Remember, you can hit us up on Twitter at Josh on Ref. I'm at Plank Show. Everyone go follow us at K-R-E-F Sports. Josh is on the call tonight for Norman and Edmund Santa Fe. You can find that on KRefSports.tv. It's still Man at Noon or next.